the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, senior pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Good morning to my People's Baptist Church family. Good morning to our guests and friends. Welcome to this live stream worship service, coming to you from the historic sanctuary of People's Baptist Church of Boston. We're delighted that you've joined us for worship and pray that God will meet you at the point of your need and allow you to rejoice and give thanks for the goodness and the greatness of our God. The title of the message today is How to Keep on Keeping on in the Life of Faith or in the Christian Life. The Bible tells us that Life is like a race. Unfortunately, relatively few people finish the race of life well. We get discouraged. We get distracted. We get hurt. We get sidelined, and relatively few people actually make it to the end of life finishing well. We end our lives with unrealized dreams and unfulfilled potential. As human beings, we start a lot of things that we do not finish. We start something and get tired, bored, or distracted, and then we move on to something else. The highway of our lives is strewn with rubble of unfinished projects, unfulfilled commitments, and unkept promises. The question is why? Because we grow discouraged. Today we are looking at how to keep on keeping on in the life of faith when we feel like giving up. The Bible tells us that there are four things we need to do if we want to finish our faith journey well. First, remove any distractions. Remove any distractions. Remove any distractions that keep you from running the race of faith that God meant for you to run. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1 in the New Living Translation says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. 
and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. God created each of us for a unique race. Only you can run your race in life. All of us have a different race to run. The problem is other people want us to run their race. As you go through life, people start putting expectations on you. Your parents put expectations on you. Your peers put expectations on you. Well-meaning people put all kinds of expectations on you. And those actually become distractions because you can't live anybody else's life. You won't finish the race well unless you deal with these distractions. So what are some of the things that could distract you from the purpose you are put here on earth to fulfill? There are many things. Trying to be like other people will distract you when you are competing with others. Habits, bad habits, can distract you from finishing the race well. The wrong kind of friends can also distract you. Television can distract you. Good things can distract you. But the biggest distraction of all is our past. So many of us are loaded down with either guilt over things we have done wrong or resentment for things that other people have done to us. When you walk around with guilt or resentment, shame or bitterness, it's like trying to run the race carrying two bags of garbage on your shoulders. It's going to slow you down. And what happens is we get stuck. We get tripped up by other people and by ourselves. We continue to hold on to the hurts from way back and refuse to forgive. And we keep beating up ourselves over some bad decisions that we made way back then. But that's a distraction which keeps us from running the race God meant for us to run. The Apostle Paul had lots of regrets. Before he became a believer in Christ, he was a persecutor of Christians. He was intent on destroying the young church. And with permission from the high priests, he went from house to house, dragging Christians off to prison. But when he met Jesus Christ on the Damascus Road, his life was changed and changed forever. And he spent the rest of his life trying to be like Christ. Listen to his testimony in Philippians chapter 3, 12 through 14. It started a little earlier, but for time we will just start at verse 12. He says, I do not mean that I am already as God wants me to be. I have not yet reached that goal, but I continue trying to reach it and to make it mine. Christ wants me to do that, which is the reason he made me his. Brothers and sisters, I know that I have not yet reached that goal, but there is one thing I always do. Listen. 
forgetting the past and straining toward what is ahead, I keep trying to reach the goal and get the prize for which God called me through Christ to the life above. Paul is saying, I'm not going to let the things in my past keep me from running this race. I'm going to focus on the finish line, not on the hurts that I have caused or the hurts that other people have caused me. So we get rid of the distractions, which are many in the Christian life, in order to run the race well. But the second thing we must do if we want to keep on keeping on in the life of faith is remember the reward. Remember the reward. You cannot run the race well or the life of faith well without an eye on the finish line. If you're going to finish well, you have to keep reminding yourself why you do what you do. Otherwise, you are going to end up thinking, why even make the effort? The why behind what you do determines how long you are going to last in what you do. If the why is immediate gratification, then you're not going to last very long. Because you are going to give up when you don't get the, the gratification uh, immediately. If the why is short-term or long-term satisfaction, you may last a little bit longer. But the only why behind what you do that makes you last all the way through life, through some of the tough things you have to face, is the eternal reward that God promises us. So when you feel like giving up, the only thing that will keep you going is to say to yourself, my faith will be rewarded. I'm looking forward to hearing, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm looking forward to receiving the prize that God has for me and the inheritance that is reserved in heaven for me. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verses 24 through 26, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. For a lot of people, the idea of a heavenly reward is something that worries them rather than motivates them. The reason is that they have an incorrect view of how God rewards his children. Many of us have an idea of God uh, rewarding uh, us based on a balanced scale kind of reward system. There are good things that you do, and maybe if you do a few more good things than bad things, then you'll receive a tiny reward when you get to heaven. But God doesn't reward us based on a balanced scale. God rewards us based on his grace. Grace means that all the wrong things we have done, all the sins we have committed, God erases and forgives when we put our trust in Christ 
and to confess him and confess these sins to him. Grace means that every good thing that we have done by faith, every word, every thought, every prayer that we have prayed in faith will be rewarded by God. We need the motivation that can come only from the reward that God promises to us who are faithful to him. Paul says that the reward or the prize motivates him to run with purpose in every single step that he takes in life. That kind of motivation helps us to focus not on our problems, but on God's purpose in our life. But a third thing that we need to do in order to keep on keeping on in this life of faith is to resist all discouragement. Resist all discouragement. Perhaps some of you listening to me are discouraged. Discouraged about your health or the health of a family member. Discouraged about your finances. Discouraged about your children or, or your job. And many other things that we can be discouraged about. But remember that discouragement is always a choice just like any other attitude. If you are feeling down, if you feel like quitting, if you feel like giving up, it's because you are choosing to think discouraged thoughts. You don't have to. Discouragement is Satan's favorite tool in making us ineffective. His second favorite tool is procrastination. And if Satan can get you discouraged or to procrastinate, then he has you defeated. Satan will mess you up with either discouragement or procrastination. The great 19th century Massachusetts-born evangelist Dale Moody once said, I have never known God to use a discouraged person. Why? Because discouragement is the opposite of faith. You are looking at the problem with human eyes instead of looking at God with the eyes of faith. Paul says in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9, Let us not get tired of doing what is right, for after a while we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't get discouraged and give up. Notice it says, don't get tired of doing what is right. Now, how many of you get tired of doing what is right? We all do get tired. Why? Because it is easier to do what is wrong. You see, if doing what is wrong was hard, then nobody would want to do it. But it's easier to be undisciplined than disciplined. It's easier to lie than to tell the truth. It's easier to be selfish than to be unselfish. It is easier to put up with things rather than confront someone in love. It takes effort to do God's will. And Paul says, don't get tired of doing what is right. For after a while, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't get discouraged and give up. But notice, after a while. So why does God delay answering our prayers? 
because he's stretching our faith. It's not, I pray for something and it's immediately there. There's always a delay for a while. People sometimes say, I'm going to start tithing. So they start putting God first and giving 10% back to God. And they expect the very next day all of their financial problems will be cleared up. No, there is always a delay between sowing and reaping. Paul says, after a little while, we will reap a harvest of blessing. So what do you do when you have done the right thing, but you haven't seen the reward yet? It says, keep on doing the right thing. One of the greatest tests of faith is how you handle delay. How do you handle setbacks? Do you have a pity party and invite yourself? Do you start complaining? Do you simply give up in in discouragement? Do you simply say, it's not worth it, I'm, I'm going to do something else? The Bible says, resist discouragement. Don't give in without a fight. Nothing worthwhile in life is easy. You just have to keep on keeping on. As David tells us in Psalm 94 and verse 19, Lord, when doubts fill my mind, when my heart is in turmoil, quiet me and give me renewed hope and cheer. First it says, quiet me. So the first thing to do when we are filled with discouragement is simply sit down and be quiet for a little while. But we don't like quietness. We like the noise around us from the radio, the television, uh, from the computer, and um, uh, to go on social media and, and to hear all that is going on. Someone said, the less silence you have in your life, the more stress you are going to have. Five minutes of quietness a day will do wonders for us. Sitting still and letting God de-stress you is a great cure for discouragement. But the second thing David says is, give me renewed hope and cheer. So how do you do that? By focusing on God. Remember God's goodness to you in the past. Remember all of those times that God bailed you out. Then remember God's presence with you in the present. And remember God's promise to you as you face the future. You see, God's goodness in the past, his presence in the present, and his promise in the future will take your mind off your problem and give you encouragement. The secret of defeating doubt and discouragement is to change your focus to God, to his goodness, to his presence, and to his promises. But number four, renew yourself daily. In the race of life and in the life of faith, you must remove any distractions. You must remember the reward at the finish line. You must resist all discouragement and you must renew yourself daily. If you're going to last over the long haul, you must figure out how to recharge yourself, both physically and spiritually. 
Psalm 127, verse 2, Good News Bible says, It is useless to work so hard for a living, getting up early and going to bed late, for the Lord provides for those he loves while they are asleep. And the Living Bible puts it this way, It is senseless for you to work so hard from morning until late at night, fearing you will starve to death. For God wants his loved ones to get their proper rest. Many of us are violating that truth that we need rest. It is no wonder we get discouraged. And so we need to figure out a more sane schedule so we can get more rest. The body needs it. We need not only daily physical renewal, but we also need spiritual renewal. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16, So we do not give up. Our physical body is becoming older and weaker. But our spirit inside us is made new every day. That's a great encouragement for us who are getting older. That the body is getting weaker, but the spirit is growing stronger every day. So how does that happen? The way you get spiritual renewal is by spending time with God. The secret of persistence, the secret of endurance, the secret of finishing what you start is to focus on Jesus Christ. And Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 tells us uh, why we need to do that. It says, let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus on whom our faith depends from beginning to end. He did not give up because of the cross. On the contrary, because of the joy that was waiting for him, he thought nothing of the disgrace of dying on the cross and is now seated at the right-hand side of God's throne. You see, Jesus had to face something far worse than we are facing now and yet he didn't give up why because he knew the reason for doing what he was doing and he knew the rewards so when you plug into God's power then you get the power to keep you keeping on you need more than your own power to make it in life as a Christian. You need God's power. You need to rely on him. You need to trust him. Someone listening to me may be asking, it's too late for me. I have already blown it. I have wasted so much of my life and it's too late. You're wrong. God is not through with you yet and the race is not yet over. The truth is that it really doesn't matter how you start the race or how messed up you may, you may get in the early part of the race. What matters is that you are going to finish the race. So what are you going to do from here on? Are you going to serve God? Are you going to follow the course that he has set for your life? My hope and prayer as your pastor is that at the end of your life, 
you'll be able to say what the Apostle Paul said at the end of his life. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, 7 and 8, using the Good News Bible translation, Paul says, I have done my best in the race. I have run the full distance and I have kept the faith. And now there is waiting for me the victory prize of being put right with God, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not only to me, but to all those who wait with love for him to appear. It's a reward that is awaiting us at the end of the race is worth all of the disappointments that we may have to face. It is worth all of the hardships that we may have to endure, all of the difficulties that we may have to confront. It's worth all of the battles that we may have to fight, the burdens that we may have to bear, the sorrows that we may have to suffer, the obstacles that we may have to overcome, the responsibilities that we may have to shoulder, and it will certainly be worth all of the commitments that we may have to keep. None of us can afford to even think of quitting the race now. Too many prayers have been prayed. Too many tears have been shed. Too many miles have been traveled. Too many testimonies have been given. And too many blessings have been received. Therefore, we must endeavor to fight the good fight, to finish the race, to keep the faith, and to receive the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award us on that day. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www pbcboston.org and tune in every Saturday morning at 10.30 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.